Hello, everybody. Welcome back for another edition of Out of Bounds. As always, I'm your host, Spencer Brown. Joining me, we have Dalton Bishop. What's going on? Oh, doing all right. We have. We also have Christian Ernst. What's going on, y'all? Oh, Christian, I know this is a big day for you. It's probably going to be your favorite episode we do all year. It, it is. is. Yeah. It is our uh, 2023 NFL Mock Draft bet. So initially, we had planned on this just being completely mock draft, just the first round, no news tonight. But some NFL news finally broke earlier today, actually, which we were kind of joking because the like history of the show is usually the day after we upload an episode, news breaks, which is what we thought was going to happen. But, um, but they came to a conclusion. Aaron Rodgers, the news we all knew was happening sooner or later, he is finally a member of the New York Jets. I mean, maybe not officially, but, you know, the parameters have been finalized. He'll be a Jet by the end of the week. Uh, well, actually, it should be sooner rather than later because some draft picks were involved. Um, I'll just read off the compensation. Christian, I'll go to you first, obviously, because you have been a lifelong Packers fan and follow Aaron Rodgers' career. Um, but the trade package, Jets receive Aaron Rodgers, the 15th overall pick this year and a 2023, uh, which is this year, fifth round pick, number 170 overall. The Packers get 13. So 13 and 15 have been swapped in the draft this upcoming year. The second round pick, 42 overall, is going to Green Bay. A sixth round pick from this year, 207, is Green Bay's. And then a conditional 2024 second round pick for next year that can become a first round pick if Rodgers is healthy and plays in 65% of the plays um, by the New York Jets this year. Also, reports have been indicating that uh, Aaron Rodgers will return to his number they wore at Cal, which is number eight. Uh, 12 has been retired because of Joe Namath, even though Namath's family and himself has given the blessing for Rodgers to wear 12 if he so chooses. He's opting to go back to Cal, his Cal days, and wear number eight. So a little interesting uh, perspective there. Uh, but Christian, I'll go to you first here. Your thoughts and reaction um, for the saga finally being over and Rodgers off to New York. This is interesting. And I told you guys uh, earlier, a couple hours ago before we recorded, that I was going to be happy on both sides. I really do think it's a, you know, a lot of people don't think it's going to be a happy marriage or a happy split. But I think it's going to be because Aaron Rodgers – is one of the greatest quarterbacks to ever play the game. Uh, that's undeniable. Yes, he hasn't won as many Super Bowls as Tom Brady or Montana, even though he could be a better, you know, athlete than the two. But he's still a very good quarterback and one of the great quarterbacks Green Bay has ever had. And he kind of got screwed. He got screwed a lot of times. He never felt like the team was being built around him where he's had – second-round wide receivers, you know, fourth-round offensive linemen, sixth-round running backs. Thank goodness they popped off, but it's not the consistent – it's not the guys, the headliners of the class, of the, you know, running backs, the receivers, the O-line, the tight ends. What was it? It was mainly defensive line. It was mainly linebackers. It was mainly secondary. Heck, if they really wanted to, they can go first-round punter and kicker if they really wanted to. They did not provide Aaron with the tremendous talent, and it seemed like it was Aaron Rodgers carrying the offense where the team was not built, trying to be built for the quarterback. New York was kind of vice versa. They have a much better offensive line than they used to in the last several years, which is going to get worked on. Uh, in this, and I think in this draft, it's going to get worked on. They have tremendous running back depth. They have some really nice wide receivers. Yes, they missed out on Odell, but it's still a very good team in New York. Their defense won most of their games. Their special teams won the game when they played Green Bay earlier this year. And I think in that game, Aaron went, you know what? That's a really good team I would like to join. And now what we're seeing is, oh, my goodness, this is going to be amazing. Now he has a chance to play with Brees Hall, 
Michael Carter at wide receiver. He's got Alan Lazard back. And they're not, you know, they're not the greatest wide receivers. Garrett Wilson, you know, he's coming up and, you know, he's on the up and up. Uh, Mikel Hardman, he's on the up and up. Corey Davis, they have younger wide receivers, but still very good ones. And maybe they can hit something later on in, you know, late day two, early day three in the wide receiver room. But Aaron Rodgers going to Green Bay, all of a sudden, that division, it's Buffalo versus New York. There is no doubt about it. Miami and New England are fighting for third. Unless sorry, Spence. England, what? I said sorry. I mean, it, it, it's just, honestly, like, we all knew New York had a very good team. What was the problem? Quarterback was Zach Wilson. Joe Flacco is way out of his prime. And they had Mike White. Yes, for a couple games he did really well. He's not a consistent guy, though. That's just the truth. Aaron Rodgers, now it's like, okay, new team. It's like a new year, new me, and it's actually probably going to pay off. And now he has motivation, and he's got a solid offense. Not a great offense, but solid enough where, like, they were trying to build the offense for the quarterback. Their running game is going to be very well with Brace Hall, who was going to win Rookie of the Year if he didn't get hurt. And a tremendous defense with a tremendous defensive coach, great special teams. They are going to do just fine, and they are going to compete for a either division title, which will be tough with Buffalo, or a very high wild card seat. You know, we still got to see what they do in the draft. If they just draft all kickers and punters, then it's going to be a problem. But – you know, I think New York is still going to do really good. Green Bay, my heart <laughs> kind of a little sunk. Um, we haven't talked to another Green Bay Packer fan of ours. Don't know his reaction to all this news. But personally, as a fan of the Green Bay Packers, I'm saddened because now Minnesota has the division. Detroit is on the up and up. Green Bay and Chicago are going to fight for the third and uh, fourth-place spot. Well, Chicago, it could look up for them, but I don't think it's going to be great for them. But Minnesota and Detroit, right now, they're at the helm of they're going to win a division. Jordan Love has a lot to prove. He was a first-round draft pick, and you know a lot of people thought Jordan was going to play last year. People thought Jordan Love was going to be the next Patrick Mahomes where he wasn't recruited a ton. He wasn't, you know, this big player that everybody is going to love. He was going to take a couple years to build. And now, all of a sudden, he is the guy. He is the guy to lead one of the greatest NFL franchises of all time. And to be honest, it's going to be tough for him. It's going to be very tough. He doesn't have the greatest wide receivers doesn't have the greatest offensive line, but they got enough talent around them to make a run. Remember, last year with Aaron Rodgers playing, they struggled defensively. Offense couldn't move the ball a ton. Special teams, don't get me started. But maybe with this new, younger team, something can come up. But the kid from Utah State has a lot to prove in, in the little city of Green Bay. And it, there's going to be a lot. And a lot of people are going to judge him early because, you know, he's had a couple of plays, you know, as backup plays against Kansas City and others where he, you know, he threw some good balls and he looked like he kind of belonged. But this is the year he has to prove it. So I'm happy for both. I'm happy Green Bay has finally moved on from Aaron Rodgers. They want to go in this new direction in a younger direction, and that's what they're doing. Aaron Rodgers wants a team that has a little bit more respect for him, which is New York. So it's a happy split. We'll see what happens next year. All right. Dolan, your reaction to the Aaron Rodgers trade finally going down? Um, <clears throat> uh, yeah, it's just uh, finally happened. It's uh, I'm just totally floored. I'm just – Oh, I was completely shocked. My jaw, like, dropped so far. I was just, oh, my gosh, are you serious? Aaron Rodgers to the Jets? It's almost like that wasn't, you know, 
in the news and like people weren't talking about it before it actually happened. Um, nah, I, I, I think, I think Christian put it, put it well. Uh, it's, you know, it's a, mo a good move for both sides. Uh, and situationally, I think, you know, given whatever each team needs, it, it, it's fine. I mean, it's, it's just another trade that, um, we'll see if it actually pays off for the Jets um, and what the Packers do uh, in terms of their performance in the next few years without Rodgers. You know, is it going to be like, is it going to be like Brady and uh, the Patriots? I, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't foresee Rodgers winning a Super Bowl with the Jets. Um but, you know, I mean, I think per p potentially there could be some success. Christian mentioned all the weapons. I'm not going to say them again, but I think he brings up a good point. Um, and I guess you just have to ride this one out now. Uh, you traded for the man. You wanted the man. Okay, now you got him. Now what are you going to do? You know, that's kind of the mentality that Jets fans have to have when it comes to their football team. You, I mean, where there's smoke, there's fire. And now you, there's been all this smoke and you make the move and now there's all this hype. I mean, you, I, I mean, you better hope that they live up to the hype. And also, I find this interesting. You said, Spencer, a conditional 2024 second round pick that becomes yeah, a first. Sure. If Rodgers plays 65% of the plays. Yeah, that's what uh, Schefter reported earlier. Okay, so you know what would really just be... Uh, now, I just, I'm just weird thinking like this. To really screw, screw the Packers over. If Rodgers plays 64% of the plays, that will not become a first-round draft pick. I'm going to be interested also to see if Aaron Rodgers actually plays football this year. I think he okay. will. And by the way, 75%, I did the math. It's 11 whole games plus a little bit of the 12. Okay, 65%, 11 whole games. Okay, so Aaron Rodgers has to play 11 games. And if he doesn't play 11 games, that pick is not a first-round pick. I think injury. He that's what I'm it. saying. That's what I'm saying. So Rogers, let's just quickly look at what he's been able to do the past few years. Okay, so last year, 2022, he played all he played all 17 games. So he's been healthy, right? So this should be a surefire. Yeah. Christian, you should be looking at a surefire first round pick for 2024 because based on recent memory. I mean, he's played 16 games, 17 games, whole seasons since 2018. The last time he didn't play a whole season was 2017. Well, no, he's going to miss the game for COVID. Yeah. Okay. But still played more than 11 games. Yeah, yeah. I, I can play a majority of the game two years I ago. Agree. He played a majority. He has played a majority of the season every year. Okay. Terrific. Thank you for the correction. I appreciate that. Okay. All right. So yeah. That's why so yeah. So so you should be feeling pretty good about your compensation, Christian. Mm -hmm. Um and now you get to get to see what Jordan Love is like. Uh with with um the players that you have on your team, which I obviously do not know because I do not follow your team. Um and uh yeah, no. I and uh, maybe maybe also you'd give a little bit of headway to the Lions because they uh, they have a really solid chance of winning the division this year. Uh, but that's beside the point. Uh, yeah, as for the Jets, I think you know I'm I'm actually gonna I'm actually gonna be interested, real um, super intrigued to see if the Jets can actually if the Jets can take the division with with this with this newfound quarterback that they traded for um i, I mean Aaron Rodgers he played Lambeau so i don't think i don't think that the weather is going to be an issue um so that could make it really 
really, really uh, cool to see uh, how how that works out, especially Jets, Bills, um, Miami. Yeah, I mean they they made some moves over the off season as well. So Jets are contending; they're trying to at least. Um, but no, I think this was. Uh, I would I would have to agree with Christian for sure. Definitely, definitely a good move for both sides. All right, uh, my thoughts because I yeah you know, I want to start with Christian. That's his team. I'm glad it finally has happened. Um, I hope just from a Patriots fan perspective, being in the same division. That we get the Aaron Rodgers that kind of ended last year where he kind of, I mean, by his standards, was struggling. Because um, you get a guy approaching 40 here. Um, again, I think last year was a little abnormal circumstances that kind of contributed to how that, that Packers is missing the playoffs altogether, frankly. Um, but the Jets, they should be in good hands here with Rodgers. I'm not going to be like contrarian or devil's advocate with that. They should be. And Jordan Love, again, we all remember the draft. We all were like, why are you trading up three picks for a guy that's not going to play uh, for at least a year or two? Now he's got two years plus a potential third year because of the fifth-year option that you get for a first-round pick uh, to prove that he is the guy. And if he struggles at all next year and Green Bay is picking near the top of the draft, well, you know what? There's some good quarterback process next year with Caleb Williams and Drake May uh, and maybe others that we just haven't seen yet that – are going to be late risers to um, the draft. But this year, going farming in Green Bay, it works for both sides because Aaron Rodgers clearly didn't want to play for Green Bay again. He gets a fresh – I mean, again, you can see fresh start somewhere else in your 40s. I mean, it look, look, it worked out for Brady, but I think Brady was on a different level when he left than Rodgers. But I think, again, if you're the Jets, you got to be excited because you've had only one quarterback in franchise history – throw for 4,000 yards, and that's Joe Namath, who was coincidentally the first player to ever throw 4,000 yards in a career. The highest single-season total by touchdown total by quarterback in the Jets is 31, which is Vinny Testaverde. Like, it's a very sad history if you look at Jets quarterbacks, especially recently, you know, you go Sanchez, you had the Sam Darnold experience, experiment failed. Zach Wilson, who I... And I think at least all three of us, maybe not Dalton. I think Dalton was very high on Wilson for some reason. I was high on Darnold, not Wilson. I do not like other people's moms, okay? Let me get that straight. Yeah. That, yeah. That Wilson yeah, okay. we all kind of saw coming that that was not going to work out. But they took him anyway. And, hey, Zach Wilson said he's going to make the next quarterback's life hell. I don't think so, buddy. I think Aaron Rodgers will make your life hell. And you're going to be screaming for another job next year. Um, but, again, I hope – again, I – for Aaron's sake, I want it to work out. Um, but I again, as a football fan that doesn't necessarily care for Aaron Rodgers, I do not want it to work out at all. Um, but that's just me selfishly being a Patriots fan, being in the same division. But I think it will work out. And at the very least, there'll be a wild card team. I I, I still think it's the Bills division to lose at the moment. Again, lock and change. We're still the draft. We still have cutdowns and whatnot. Um being that's my thoughts on the Rogers trade. Now to the moment that we've all been waiting for our NFL mock draft. Again, if you listen last year, it was we took all three of us altering all three picks. Um, I had the first pick last year, I believe it would be Dalton Christian, and we just looped through there. Uh, this year we're, we're changing up a bit, uh, because Christian wanted the idea of the Patriots and Packers were picking back to back. And they're still picking back-to-back with the Packers, just training up two spots, swapping with the Jets. Um, for us to have our favorite teams this year. Um, so Christian will pick first. I'll pick second. Dolan third. We'll just keep rotating it all the way through. Uh, Christian will get the one extra pick because there are 31 first-round picks this year. Uh, and we both get our favorite teams. We are doing no trades, which we are aware uh, sets us up for a little bit of a letdown because there are – Obviously, going to be draft night trades um, with a few teams at least. But nonetheless, let's get started. And with the first overall pick, the Carolina Panthers are on the clock. Uh, Christian, you have the Carolina Panthers pick. How do you see the Panthers draft going this year? So a couple of weeks ago, it was uh, told to me that C.J. Stroud was supposed to be the first overall pick, the Carolina Panthers. Carolina was looking at him the entire season because they did have a better team 
So they did not think they were going to be available to draft a Bryce Young, Will Levis, and et cetera. C.J. Stroud tested an 18 on this NFL test exam for all the quarterbacks, and he was the lowest top quarterback listed in it. Bryce Young had a 98, and C.J. had an 18. That just tells you the difference, you know, of, you know, a lot of things, you know, intellect of being a quarterback and Bryce Young very up there. So it says a lot about Bryce and CJ. So I think with this, Carolina obviously needs a quarterback of the future. So I believe the Carolina Panthers will draft Alabama quarterback Bryce Young, number one overall. And I think it's a great pick, honestly. They need the guy to lead this team, lead the team on to win the division in several years to come. This is a winnable division. We don't know what Tampa Bay is going to do with Baker Mayfield. We have no idea what the Saints are going to do. I honestly have no idea who's on the Saints quarterback. Oh, Derek Carr. That's Carr, yeah. I was like, oh, is it Jameis or Andy? I remember Derek Carr was traded early in the offseason. And then you had the Atlanta Falcons, who God knows what they're doing with Desmond Ritter. So Bryce Young, to me, automatically, is going to be the second-best quarterback in that division. And Carolina offense, like as a team, they may be second, third best team, you know, roster wise, only in front of Atlanta. So I think Bryce Young is going to be the blue chip prospect and number one overall pick to the Carolina Panthers. All right. So Bryce Young, number one, it appears that is the pick from a lot of people. On to the second pick, and here's where it gets interesting. The Texans. I will have the Texans pick this year. And I've been going back and forth all day since we decide the order of how are we doing. Because um, I have read numerous mock drafts, numerous insight insiders, listening to you know various talking heads. And it appears quarterback is not the play here at two. Which, for a long time, we thought it was C.J. Stroud at two. Um and we go from there. Unfortunately, it appears they're going to go target defense. And I've been debating back and forth between two players here. Um, you know, it's Will Anderson, the state out from Alabama. And then Tyree Wilson from Texas Tech, whose name appears to have been a very high riser uh, the last few weeks to where I, it wouldn't shock me either way. And I'm going a little bit of a wild card here because I think everyone's expecting Will Anderson and that's probably the safe pick here. But Demeco Ryan's the head coach there at Houston, coming from San Francisco, where he used, utilized the edge a lot with the you know, guys like Nick Boza. Now, sure, Will Anderson will fit perfectly there. So that's why I think edge is the target here. Uh, but I'm going to go Tyree Wilson, two overall out of Texas Tech, um, with the second overall pick in this year's draft. And shifting to the third pick, we have Dalton up with the Arizona Cardinals. So, Dalton, how do you see the Arizona Cardinals going? Uh, should they not trade out? Because we are not doing trades, although that pick appears it could be in business to be dealt on draft night. But, Dalton, with the Cardinals pick at three, how do you see that going? Yeah, um, I'm probably going – you know, when I think about the um, Cardinals, I, I mean, I think they need some – they need some, I guess, some good players on the defensive side. Um, do I think that they will go D line? I don't know. I mean, Buddha Baker's trying to get out of there, and he's in the safety or in the secondary. I think they could either go like I think they're surely going to go defense. And um, normally I would trade this pick, but I am going to draft. Uh, as the Cardinals, I'm going to draft Jalen Carter from Georgia. Um, and his agent is going to be extremely happy that I got drafted uh, top 10. Uh, I'm sure you all saw the news. Uh, Jalen Carter is expected uh, and will be pushed to be drafted before the 10th pick. Um, so... Yeah, Jalen Carter, number three to the Cardinals. All right. Now the 
uh, Indianapolis Colts are on the board at four. Here's where it could get very interesting, too. Um, so, Christian, you have the fourth pick. How do you see that one going down? This is going to be wild, and I really – so I think the Indianapolis Colts may trade up with the Houston Texans or the Arizona Cardinals. Houston not sold on CJ like you mentioned. They're not sold on a lot of these guys, so they may look to trade down and acquire more picks. The Colts are going to trade up, and they are going to draft a quarterback, but this is the interesting one. Do they want to go with a guy that can start right away or a project? They don't really have this secondary option of like, okay, let's wait and see. Let's have this quarterback and wait and see how he goes. I believe the Colts are just going to go a couple hours south down to Lexington, Kentucky, and they are going to pick up Kentucky quarterback Will Levis. Will Levis is a very talented individual. I do not believe he is the best quarterback. I think CJ is better, but Will is definitely a guy that can start right away and be okay. It's going to be a tough division with Jacksonville on the rise, Tennessee very good, and Houston a growing project, but the future looks bright for them. So Will Levis is going to go to the Indianapolis Colts at pick number four. All righty. That's a fascinating pick, especially because CJ is still on the board, who I think CJ could be a bit of a um, – a slide on draft day. And I think this mock draft might show it too. Um, so with the fifth pick, I have the Seattle Seahawks. And with the way this mock draft is unfolding here, um, should, you know, Jalen Carter go three to the Cardinals, like Dawn says, uh, and Will Anderson, if he's sitting there at five, I expect Seattle to pounce on that. I expect, because again, Indianapolis, like Christian alluded to, appears to go in quarterback. And, again, if there's no trades and we're at five and Will Anderson's on the board, he, he's not making it past there. You, you're Seattle. You take the guy who's talented, and Will Anderson's that guy. So give me Seattle Seahawks with Will Anderson. Um, to the sixth pick we go, the Detroit Lions are on the clock, and Dalton's got the Lions pick. Dalton, how do you see the Detroit Lions pick going at six? Yeah, um, I could I could see this going very different. I mean, they could I could see them taking Bijan at six. I could see them taking um, a quarterback to back up Jared Goff, a tackle. Um, but I'm actually going to go cornerback here. Um, Devon Witherspoon is still on the board, and you know they just tra- they they you know they, they they got rid of Jeff Okuda, so he's no longer on the team. I think you want to draft a cornerback, and I'm gonna I'm gonna select Devon Witherspoon still on the board. Now I think there's potential that Devon could be gone at potentially the fourth pick. He is the best corner in this draft, and we've seen corners go top five before. Um, but now that he's available at six, I think the Lions are gonna take Devon Witherspoon out of Illinois. All right, to the seventh pick, the now Las Vegas. I say now Las Vegas Raiders, like they haven't been there for three years already, or whatever it is. Um, yeah, the I now. Know, Las- I know how I feel, bro. Yeah, no, I was <laughs> Oakland. Yeah, no, I, I was never never even thinking about Oakland. I just said now, like they moved there, like the Las Vegas Athletics soon to be. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, the Las Vegas Raiders on the clock. Christian, you have the pick at seven overall. How do you see that going? So Raiders have been kind of hit and miss. They're not really sold on a quarterback. They want to see what Jimmy Garoppolo can do for the Raiders. Um, They have a couple of needs. Now, they need some offensive line help. They replace their offensive line like it's nobody's, you know, like just 10-day contracts going on over there in the Raiders. I think they're going to go their solid left tackle of the future to protect Jimmy Garoppolo for the next couple of years. And I think they are going to go after the best tackle. Now, people are going to say it's Peter Skronsky. I think he's very good. I just don't think he is the best. I think the best is Ohio State's Paris Johnson Jr. He is going to be the left tackle of the future for the Las Vegas Raiders. All right, Paris Johnson off the board at seven by the Raiders. Bring up the Atlanta Falcons at Eight that pick belongs to me, 
And with the eighth pick, the Atlanta Falcons, again, they can go a lot of different directions. Do you go for a receiver to help out your guy, um, you know, Desmond Rare that you believe in? You can go – I don't think they're taking quarterback here. Um, could they go a line? It's definitely foreseeable. Um, but I think, you know, we're going to have another cornerback taken here. And I think Christian Gonzalez of Oakland, uh, Oregon, excuse me, is going to be the Falcons pick here. Eight. Um, yeah, if the Raiders pass out on a pass on a quarterback, a corner, excuse me. Uh, and Christian Gonzalez there at eight. I think the Falcons pounce on that. So give me Christian Gonzalez to the Atlanta Falcons. And next up, the the, the uh, Chicago Bears, the team that had the worst record in all of football last year, but they traded down to. Uh, they traded with Carolina, trained down to nine. Now the Chicago Bears are on the clock. Dalton's got the pick. Dalton, how do you see the Chicago Bears going here at nine? Um, I could see them going wide receiver or skill position. But actually, I'm going to go tackle um, Christian. You pick Paris Johnson. I'm going to go the other way. Peter Skoronsky is going to be a Chicago Bear. Uh, tackle is listed as one of their needs, so I think it fits perfectly. Peter Skaronsky fell in all the way to the ninth pick. All right. Here at 10, the defending NFC champion, Philadelphia Eagles, who got this pick in a trade. They are picking 10. Christian, how do you see the Eagles going here at 10? Now, Javon Hargrave was one of the better defensive linemen that they had, and they are going to lose him. Now, do they go after defensive line, or do do they try to go younger with their offensive line? My personal opinion, there's only two offensive linemen that I would take this early in the class, and they're both off the board, Paris Johnson and Peter Skaronsky. So what do they do? Everyone says they need wide receiver. I don't think they need, wide, they need more wide receiver help for a loaded team that they have with A.J. Brown and uh, Devontae Smith. I don't think they need wide receiver. I think what they're going to need is interior defensive line. Just build up that D-line because that's what stopped San Francisco. So if you really build up a young, cheap front seven, it's going to be really good. So I think they're going to go after Kalisha Kansi out of Pittsburgh. I've seen this dude play live. He is a monster. People really believe excuse me, that he is like the second coming of Aaron Donald. And Dalton, you know about Aaron Donald. You know, Kansi yeah. is the same height, same build, same weight as Aaron Donald was and still as dominant as he was when he was in Pittsburgh. So Kansi has a real high ceiling. And, you know, it's unfair to say that this guy is compared, like a quarterback is compared to Tom Brady or a wide receiver is like Deion Sanders or, you know, any of these great players are compared to an amazing player, right? So, can't see he's built like him. He went to the same school, same height, same weight, same everything, and still as dominant as he was in when Aaron was in college. So, can't see has a very high ceiling. Aaron Donald has all the measurables. I think can going to pounce, or Philadelphia is going to pounce on can see with the number 10 pick. Oh, fascinating there. Because I have read that can see is a um... – a high riser on draft night. And he would, he had a very good combine. Very good. And everybody's like, okay, this is the dude. Got you there. Uh, next up in our mock draft, no trades. The 11th overall pick, the Tennessee Titans. And that will be me making the selection here. And again, again, they have Ryan Tannehill as their quarterback, who's approaching 35 years old. There's reports earlier this week or, or late last week. They could be trading Tannehill away. They could be maybe moving this pick either to move up to maybe even three, like we mentioned. Uh, they could move down. They could move around the board. Um, if they stick at 11, and based on how our mock draft is going, C.J. Stroud's on the board. And it's like the last Ohio State quarterback they had, Justin Fields, who I, I was very high on. I would have taken Fields second overall over Zach Wilson that year. Like, it just made too much sense, but they didn't. And that's why the Jets are the Jets. Uh, but they got Rodgers. So it all works out, I guess, in the end. Um, but Justin Fields fell to 11th that year. And there was a trade-up with Chicago. And they trade to 11 to get the pick. 
if the Titans are on the clock at 11 and they stay there and CJ Stroud is on the board, I expect them to take the, take the chance. CJ Stroud to Tennessee. I think, again, if you're Tennessee, you have nothing to lose here. Worst case, you know, you play, if you keep Tannehill, he rides out the year. CJ sits back, develops for a year under uh, Ryan Tannehill, who, again, I've always said he's kind of an average quarterback. You know what you have with Tannehill. Um, but CJ could take you to the next level. And again, the rest of the draft, you can draft, you know, all around the offense, even, you know, tight up the defense there. Um, whatever you need to do if you're Mike Vrabel. But again, quarterback's so important there. And also getting that fifth year option with CJ Stroud because Tate Hill obviously is not gonna be there for another five years. If it's one year, maybe, and then CJ's gonna be starting year two, in my opinion, if he ends up in Tennessee. And then he's got, you know, three, maybe four years to prove himself there. And that he is the guy, and you have all that time to add some talent around him. So give me CJ Stroud. He's gonna go to the Tennessee Titans at eleven in this mock draft, which will bring up the Texans at at uh twelve. Dolan's got the pick here, and again the reminder: the Texans with the second pick that I had, Tyree Wilson was their selection. Um, so Dolan, how do you see the Texans with their second first round pick? How do you see that going? Uh, I think it's going to go pretty well because they're going to take the best wide receiver of this draft right before Green Bay and Jackson Smith and, and Jigba is going to the Texans. And uh, I think if they don't draft a quarterback at 2 or 12, they're obviously building around Davis Mills, and it's not completely his fault for the Texans' failures. So quarterback, running back, get Jackson, Smith, and Jigba, and then, you know, I mean, you already went defense earlier, so I think wide receiver, it says it's a need, so that's why I went there. All right. Now, a pick that was acquired today, the 13th overall pick, the New York Jets trade to Green Bay. Christian, your boys are on the clock, and what do you think you guys will do with a 13th overall pick this year? I think in spot like this is how green bay i think is gonna think green bay has not drafted offensive weapons for aaron Rodgers for years they drafted a couple of line but that's pretty much it they don't draft a pass catching running back or receiver or tight end or they just draft defense 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 and a little bit of a offensive line they are going to stick it to aaron Rodgers draft a wide receiver and I think they're going to go after truly in my opinion the best wide receiver in this class Jackson Smith is a very very good wide receiver but he had you know the year that he had to flourish he only played three games to an ankle injury so if he's fully healthy which he showed in the combine he's going to be really good for Houston but I truly do believe that Jordan Addison is the best wide receiver in this class at USC, you had everybody transfer over there once Lincoln Riley got over there. And Jordan Addison got lost in the shuffle. We're not going to say that's not a real thing. But Jordan is a very talented wide receiver. He is going to help him right away. And he is going to be Jordan Love's best all friend. Utah State and USC, the U's, are back together. I got Jordan Addison going number 13 to the Green Bay Packers. Uh, the Jordan-Jordan connection for years to come. Yes. All right. Next up, we have the New England Patriots picking at 14. Uh, I will make that selection. That's my team. Um, and I, I'm conflicted because, like, again, the who's on the board there? Again, it says QB may be a need. I don't believe we're taking a QB. Even if Richardson is sitting there at 14, we just took back two years ago. I don't think Richardson is the move there. Um. There's a lot of different ways you can go here. Um, but sitting here, if we are here at 14, gosh, I, I don't know where to go. Actually, I do. I think I'm going to go with, I, again, it's not the flashy, flashiest move because it is offensive line. Um, again, as much as I would like a guy like Kincaid or uh, Michael Mayer out of Notre Dame, like those tight ends, I think could be solid. Uh, give me Darnell Wright out of uh, Tennessee. I think that is going to be who New England picks. They don't usually go with, you know, the star power. Like, you know, Broderick Jones is like the guy that everyone's kind of got their eye on. He could be really special. Played for the national champs the last two years. Um, but New England goes unconventional a lot. 
And like Darnell Wright is who I think they would pick. So I'm gonna go with Wright, but I again if the way our draft board is falling, I would love if New England took a Joey Porter Jr. right here. Um, but I don't think this is gonna be the move. I think it's Darnell Wright. And with that, the Jets are on the clock. Dalton's got the Jets picked this year. Uh, they trade again, like I said, trade it back two picks, just kind of swapped it with Green Bay. Um, so Dalton, how do you see the New York Jets at 15? How do you see that one going down? Yeah, uh, honestly, I don't even know, but I'm just gonna go with my gut here. I'm just gonna pick, give me, you know, okay, okay, give me Nolan Smith from Georgia. As the Jets pick, um, at fifteen, give me that, and yeah, the adding some rushes. They got good quarterbacks in that division, so they need pass rushers to get there to them. And Nolan Smith uh, has done a good job, so I think uh, I think he'll go to the Jets. All right, at sixteen, the Commanders are on the board, and Christian's got that pick. Christian, how do you see the Commanders going here? Why do I have so many picks that have quarterbacks in them? Like, I don't – this is just wild. <laughs> I have I have the Panthers. Then I have the Colts. Then I have a team in the Raiders who could need a quarterback. Um, Philadelphia has their quarterback. Jordan Nelson. Uh, Green Bay, you know, quarterback is their number one need. Give Jordan Love some time, guys. They ain't going to go quarterback in this. But Washington – could honestly go quarterback here. There's a lot of rumors that I showed you guys a uh, a thing on Instagram where they're very heavy on Hendon Hooker. And I've been a big Hendon Hooker fan. I was a huge fan of him when I watched him out of Alabama. I was rooting this guy on like, this guy is going to be a top player in the draft. And the one thing about him is this. I think Hendon, if he did not tear his ACL, and continued, if, if Tennessee, because Tennessee beat Clemson in the Orange Bowl, which Orange versus Orange and Orange Bowl, very weird, but uh, Tennessee beat Clemson in the Orange Bowl. If Hendon Hooker was fully healthy and he played and he was just amazing, no injury, Hendon Hooker is in the conversation to go mm-hmm. number one. I truly do think. I think Bryce Young is better. I think Cedar mm-hmm. Stroud would be better. But Hendon Hooker is still a very high riser in this class. He is the best project, the, in my opinion, the worst, you know, most NFL-ready quarterback. I think Hendon Hooker is going to go in Washington. Now, the enemy has already said they're going to take a look at Sam Howell. They're going to give him a job and see what he can do. Hendon Hooker, I mean, if he just kind of develops the right way, not starting right away, but the future playing in Washington, I would really enjoy it. So I have Hendon Hooker. Two Tennessee men are off the board. Hendon goes to Washington. All righty. That's a fascinating because, again, in our mock draft, Anthony Richardson is still on the board. Uh, we have not had him taken, so just kind of fascinating. Because he, that goes. he is the New York Knicks of the NFL draft. Yeah. Just not that I'm not high on him. I'm not high on him, so. I, I'm with you there, too, honestly. But 17, the Pittsburgh Steelers on the clock. Uh, I can see him going a plethora of different right um, picks here. Um, so again, I, again, Joey Porter Jr. would be a fascinating pick, just given that his dad, Joey Porter Sr., played for, and then he at one point coached with the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, but I'm going to go actually up front there. You know, they have you know um, T.J. Watt, who's really good, obviously, but a guy that I I fully admit like. Again, it's weird doing these mock drafts because you're like, oh, that guy, he's probably going to be gone sooner than later. Um, it just It's just weird, like, looking at it. Like, I'm not saying, like, none of us are picking wrong, like, bad picks. But there's some guys you look at, like, okay, like, that guy, he may be gone by now. Um, so I'm going Lucas Van Ness. If he's at 17, I expect Pittsburgh. It's between him and Porter. But I'm going to go Lucas Van Ness out of Iowa. Um, he just – it seems like he's, like, a – High riser, a guy too that he could be potentially a top ten pick. I read in some mock drafts, so that's to be my pick for Pittsburgh. Lucas Van Ness, and now Dalton, who 
he also had the last Lions pick, too, the way the draft board falls. Uh, Dahl's got the Lions at 18 here. After taking Devin Witherspoons early in the draft, Dahl at 18. How do you see the Lions going? Uh, I think that they're going to go offense here. I'm going to select Dalton Kincaid out of Utah to be their tight end. And he's just another weapon for Jared Goff. Um, so, Pac-12 to Pac-12. This is uh, it's going to be the start of something new. All right. Next up, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the first year in the post-Tom Brady era. And, Christian, you have the 19th overall pick. How do you see the Buccaneers using this? So, do you remember what I just said about having quarterback oh, yeah. teams? The first pe- the first need that the Buccaneers have ah. in the BFF is quarterback again. So, <laughs> love how I'm doing this. Um, what do I think Tampa Bay can do? I don't know if Tampa Bay is going to draft, you know, I don't know if they're going to go tight end. Offensive line was – a lot of their offensive linemen were hurt last year. They had a one of the worst running games in NFL history, the worst last season. And I don't know if they're going to just trust Baker Mayfield with all – with everything that they have. But similar to what I said about Joey Porter to Pittsburgh because, you know, that connection he's – or not Pittsburgh. Uh, when he was at Penn State and he's going to Pittsburgh, I think that hometown, that state – environment is very real because when you're in the state it's not very hard for the scouts to travel to those teams and give uh those prospects a look i think the very i think the very same is for tampa bay with a quarterback i'm not saying he's not talented i just don't think he is the most talented in this class but anthony richardson will be drafted by tampa bay in our Non-trade mock draft, Anthony Richardson is going to go to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at pick 19. All right. Next up, pick 20. The Seattle Seahawks have it. And kind of like Dalt had the two Lions picks, I had both the Seahawks picks. At five, I took Will Anderson. He was just kind of sitting there. Um, so, again, they, they can go in numerous different ways here. Seattle, I mean, hell, even quarterback could be in play, but if all five of the guys are gone by now, I don't think that's going to be the move there. So I'm going to say they're going to beef up their protection up front and go with uh, a guy named Broderick Jones out of Georgia to protect um, Geno Smith, who they're going to ride with Geno next year. Um, So as long as Geno's there, they're going to try to protect him up front. So Broderick Jones from Georgia – that's who I see Seattle taking at 20. You know, they get a guy on their offensive line and defensive line in the first round this year. To pick 21 we go, the L.A. Chargers are on the clock, and Dalton's got that pick. Dalton, how do you see the Chargers going with their first pick in the uh, 2023 NFL draft? Yeah, I'm going to have them picking um... – yeah, I thought about – Shoot. I mean, this is interesting. Um, shoot. Okay. Uh, I'm going to have to go a different route here. I'm going to go with... I thought about leaving this man up for the next pick, but I'm going to pick him now. Uh, Joey Porter Jr. is going to be a Los Angeles Charger. Um... I thought somebody was going to take him with Pittsburgh. I thought he was going to go to Pittsburgh, but since he fell to 21, I'm going to have him go to Los Angeles uh, and play for the Chargers instead of staying on the board for the next pick, which is the Baltimore Ravens, the in-division rival of the Pittsburgh Steelers. The Ravens pick to you. All right. Yeah, next up, the Ravens have it. Christian, you're on the clock here. With the Ravens, how do you see that going down? This is going to be really interesting. I honestly don't think they're going to use their first couple of picks. You know, their top needs are to, you know, wide receiver, edge rusher, and cornerback. I mean, there's a lot of guys that they could go for, but I think they really are going to need 
a cornerback to really help them. And I think Mississippi State's Emmanuel Forbes is going to be that guy. Their secondary was really, you know, injury riddled the last couple of years. So I think that Emmanuel Forbes is going to get drafted by the Baltimore Ravens. All right. To the Vikings we go at pick 23, and that is my pick, the Minnesota Vikings. Again, they can go a plethora of different ways. Uh, do you go with the receiver to pair outside with uh, Justin Jefferson? Because, you know, Thielen's gone uh, to Carolina. You haven't had digs for years. Um, so that's kind of fascinating. And I think, you know, ultimately they will um, see a couple receivers that they just don't think they can pass on. Uh, and a guy that I have just been fascinated with, the few times I've watched him play, uh, he's made big plays the entire game. And is Zay Flowers out of Boston College. And I think Boston, uh, Minnesota will take Zay Flowers. He's got big playability, and he's just a great compliment, I think, to a guy like Justin Jefferson. You have, again, even though you have Kirk Cousins throw the ball, say what you will about Kirk, he can get you the ball. And Zay Flowers is going to be another element to that offense. For a Minnesota team that won the division last year, and sure they were one and done the playoffs, but they made it. Um, you know, they've been to the conference title game, albeit that was the case Keenum year 2018, or five years removed from that. Uh, but if Minnesota's going to make it back to it, make another run in the playoffs, you're going to need another receiver. It's an offensive game. So give me Zay Flowers here. To the Jaguars, we go a surprise team from a year ago, going from first overall pick where they took Trayvon Walker, uh, who we all worked the, the highest on. Uh, but they made a playoff and even won a playoff game. Uh, Dalton, you have the pick with the Jacksonville Jaguars. And how do you see that going down? Yeah. Um, all right. So I'm going to go ahead and go edge here. Um, I'm going to pick Miles Murphy from Clemson. He's going to go and play for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, says one of the needs, I figure, best available right now. got to go with him. All right, the New York Giants are on the clock here at 25. Another team, um, a surprise playoff appearance a year ago. And not like the Jaguars, they got a surprise win in the playoffs over the aforementioned Vikings. A team looking to build uh, again off, off that great run. They're riding with Daniel Jones, giving him a big contract extension. Uh, so, Christian, you have the New York Giants pick at 25. How do you see that going down? This is very weird. I have not heard about New York and, like, what they want to do with their picks. Wide receiver is obviously a need, but New York has not used their wide receivers properly the last several years, so I don't know how much they really want to go after a wide receiver. They're always in need of a linebacker. They're always in need of a safety, and I think it's going to remain the same here. I think they're going to go best available. And they are going to go safety in this pick. I think they go Brian Branch out of Alabama, the best safety in this class. And I think New York, they're probably just going to go best available. And I think Brian is going to be that guy. All right. So next up, the Dallas Cowboys at pick 26. That will be made by me. And, again, they cut Ezekiel Elliott um, in the offseason. Do they value B. John Robinson, who a lot of people think is, you know, a top five player in this draft class, enough to take um, B. John at 26? So they took Ezekiel at five overall, I believe is where it was, uh, a few years ago. They also have had success with Maryland cornerbacks, namely Trayvon Diggs. And Deontay Banks is on the board right here, too. Could they go there? Could you go Michael Mayer at another Guys, similar, you know, as some people I've read, you know, similar like Jason Witten, who was a star in Dallas for years. There's so many options there. You got Quinn Johnson, too, receiver, who played in the state. Um, so I, I really have no clue what Dallas is going to do here. You have no shortage of options here. Um, but I think, again, B. John Robinson is a top running back. He will be a first-round pick. I, I'm fully predictable. I'm fully it's not really a hot take there. A lot of people have said he's going to be a first-round pick. So I'm going to say he's going to be in Dallas, making the drive from Austin to Dallas. B. John Robinson going 26 overall to the Dallas Cowboys. 
Uh, and now Dalton at 27 with the Buffalo Bills. How do you see that going down? Yeah, uh, I think the Buffalo Bills are going to take another running back. No, I'm just playing. I'm just kidding. You want to be? I didn't do. I swear, <laughs> I didn't do it to spite you. I swear. Look. Yeah, yeah, no, I actually, Spence, I, I'm, I'm, I'm happy that you took Bijan off the board at 26, because that just made all the Cowboys fans that I know extremely ecstatic. Um, no, no, I, I, let's be honest, I, I, I think I was gonna pick Bijan at 27 with the Buffalo Bills, just because I know the Bills loves running, the, the Bills love running backs that they don't like to use or don't bother using at all. So it's like. It's crazy, uh, and so and so in that case, I think I'm going to take Jameer Gibbs. You know, I'm not I'm not going to take Jameer Gibbs. I think the Buffalo seriously though, but I think Buffalo could use a cornerback. You said Deion Banks, best available. I think he's going to stay up in the Northeast. He's going to stay up in the Northeast. He's going to play in Buffalo, New York. Uh, give me Deion Banks going to the Buffalo Bills. All righty. So now the Bengals are on the clock, and Christian, you got that pick. Uh, a Bengals team you made the conference telling me a year ago fell to the Chiefs, um, but they were in the Super Bowl not too long ago. So what do you think the Cincinnati Bengals are going to do here at 28, Christian? Now, I think they have, you know, their one of their bigger needs, according to PFF, is defensive line. I don't know if that's going to be their biggest need going into this. They are losing. They, their top two uh, tight ends in receiving are gone. Hayden Hurst is in the Carolina Panthers, and Mitchell Wilcox is still a free agent. I think they're going to go first-round tight end. And honestly, you know, I kind of liked uh, Michael Meyer to begin with, and I think he was one of the better tight ends in the class. And I think that's going to be what happens. Michael is going to go to Cincinnati and, you know, Notre Dame to Cincinnati, not too far away. So, you know, still very local kid. So, Michael Meyer is going to go to the Cincinnati Bengals. Well, okay, Christian, so believe it or not, I don't know if you remember this, but he actually played his high school ball at Covington Catholic here in Kentucky. In Covington, right across the bridge. Man. That is truly a local guy. I mean, because Covington's right across the bridge. This is kind of like Aiden Hutchinson with Detroit. Yeah. So, that is actually legitimately a hometown pick. If that was to happen by the Bengals, I'm sure Bengals fans and the, the Mayer family, if they grew up Bengals fans, would love that pick. Mm-hmm. Um, but I digress there. Um, so the New Orleans Saints, my final pick of the night here uh, with the Saints. And I'm going to go with uh, Osiris Torrance from Florida. The guard, you know, give some protection up front. For Andy um, Dalton, not Andy, yeah, Andy Dalton, no, Derek Carr. They had Andy Dalton last year. I don't know why I said that, but uh, I digress. Osiris Torrance, that is my pick here for the New Orleans Saints. And now to the Eagles, the defending NFC champions. Dalton, you will have this pick at 30, your final pick of the night. How do you see this going down? So, uh, New Orleans or excuse me, Philadelphia, went D-line earlier, and I think now they're going to go wide receiver. And you got to think the best one on the board currently is Quentin Johnson. So you got a big wide receiver, play for TCU. Um, didn't hear anything bad about this guy, and he's joining a, he's joining a stacked wide receiver room and gave and you're you're basically giving Jalen Hurst another weapon a big body and he can make catches I saw this man play in person he was making catches over the middle and nobody was stopping him making catches everywhere all over the field when they played my Texas Longhorns and so yeah this could be a good a good pick for Philadelphia for sure all right and with the final pick of the first round of our 2023 NFL mock draft, no trades. Um, the Kansas City Chiefs are on the clock. The defending Super Bowl champions. Uh, and Christian, finish us off, man. I know you have been the king of scouting for years. That's your favorite thing to do. And now, and again, we had your whole draft preview, um, which we love that series. So Christian finishes off with the 31st pick of the 2023 three NFL draft. How does you see that going down with the Chiefs? 
The Chiefs are going to go wide receiver, and I thought Quentin Johnson was going to fall right into their lap if Philadelphia was not in control there uh, and picking them up. But I think they are still going to go wide receiver if they, you know, if all this stuff happens, which very unlikely. But I think Jalen Hyatt out of Tennessee would be their pick. He was their, you know, he was Hendon's number one guy. You know, him and Cedric Tillman are very good Tennessee wide receivers. But Jalen, he was their slot guy. He was their speed guy. And him and Hunter, him and Hendon were very good together. So I'm going to go Jalen with the 30, 31st overall pick to the Kansas City Chiefs. All right. So that will conclude our mock draft. And again, it's a fun exercise to do. Obviously, a lot will happen between now and draft. I hope you enjoyed um, this episode. Christian, I'll go to you real quick here because you are our draft guy. Um, so if this is the first round, who are some names to watch for day two, uh, if you if you don't mind? So I actually – so I submitted the last thing, so I have to go back into the big board to actually kind of see who the top guys are that we did not even – think about picking up and one of the guys that I seriously really liked that we have not really talked about really at all is Antoine Harrison he is one of the better offensive linemen in this class now I do think he's a little bit lower on the board I don't think he's really you know that first round caliber guy but I do think he's very good that nobody's really talking about I really like Felix Anuki Uzuma out of uh, Kansas State, he's very good. And I think probably the best player is Jamari Gibbs. Jamari, in my opinion, at the running back position, he can do a lot. Bijan is really kind of a trucker kind of guy. He is your running, like a running back kind of body. Where Jamari, he, you know, he can catch a lot better. He's very quick on his feet. Um, he's not, you know, he's not the biggest, he's not the baddest. You know, he's 5'9", 199. He's not the biggest dude you know, of the running backs, but, you know, a lot of these running backs are getting, being used as extra wide receivers, and Jamari would be a perfect option for a second-round pick. So Jamari Gibbs is going to go off early. Um, a lot of people really like Mozzie Smith, really a grower in this class. Um, had a fine combine, wasn't great, but, you know, his defensive line uh, group, they did a lot of edge rusher, which Mozzie is not. You know, he's a big 323-pound uh, interior defensive lineman. He can go off really quick. A lot of people are like Darnell Washington, 6'7", tight end. He's a big body, but, you know, we'll see what happens here. But the quarterback, everybody needs to pay attention to. And this is just quarterback, right? And so, you know, we talked about Bryce, CJ, Anthony, <laughs> I think a guy we really need to really watch out for, and I may be a little biased just because, you know, we watch him at the University of Louisville, Malik Cunningham. I think Malik is a steal. Maybe not second round, maybe not third round, right? A lot of people are going to go with offensive line and interior defensive line in the second round, and they could go after some running backs. But Malik Cunningham, to me, is the most intriguing quarterback you know, when you get him in the third, fourth round, I think he is an absolute steal. So Malik Cunningham is my favorite quarterback who is still on the board to this point. All righty. So, uh, Don, anything else you want to add before we wrap up this episode about uh, the mock draft or anything you're looking forward to with the draft on Thursday? Uh, I am just looking forward to a good draft. That's all I can really say. Uh, that's all I really – uh, and thinking about, of course, I'll be looking to see where the uh, Texas Longhorn players go and where the Louisville players go, and uh, I guess Kentucky too. But uh, for the most part, I'm just looking to see where the players get drafted where. Um, I know my team particularly doesn't draft until 36, so uh, it'll for day one at least they'll just be looking to see – who gets drafted? Who rises? Who falls? And who stays put? So it'll be. It should be. It should be pretty fun. Uh, I'll try to watch as much as I can. I think I have some stuff going on that that evening or um or like around that time. But you know, I think I'll try to tune in when I can and uh, hopefully have a good night.
All right. So, again, that will do it for our draft episode, but also a little bit of a programming note. Um, we again, we're trying to work out our schedules, but we are kind of planning on maybe releasing a second episode this week, focusing kind of like our regular episodes where we encompass a lot of, you know, whatever else is going on in the sports world. We want to do a separate episode just for the NFL draft, for all you draft nerds to listen to and hear our a little bit of an anal- analysis with the draft again. We're, we're aware of the NBA playoffs going on, NHL uh, awards have been go- given out, and also, you know, some coach hiring and firings in the NBA. So, again, stay tuned in this feed. You know, for later on the week, we will be uploading it. We are going to potentially be uploading a second episode this week, so just don't be alarmed, but be on the lookout for that, uh, especially if you enjoyed this episode. And again, if you also, like you said, if you enjoyed this episode, feel free to give us a subscription on whatever podcasting platform you are listening to this on. Uh, feedback's always encouraged. If you think our mock drafts suck, feel free to say that. If you think it was great, uh, that's cool too. Because uh, again, we know this is going to be completely off. I mean, it will be maybe two or three picks in, and then it's going to be all chaos um, from there. Like, I think last year we maybe got two picks in because that was basically what we all knew was going to happen, and then it just went off the charts after that. Um, but, again, it's always fun. We all love the draft. And, again, as always, I am Spencer Brown. I'm Dalton Bishop. And I'm Christian Nernst. So, again, thanks for listening. Enjoy the rest of your day.